Welcome back into hour two of RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Shout out to TT, Tierra Marie. That was a bop. Everybody expected that was the jam. You know where I feel like Def Jam went wrong? We talk about this all the time, kind of, with Tierra Marie. They released that No Daddy song as her second single, and I just think that killed it. You know, do you remember that song? The chorus was like, I don't remember this, the rhythm, and you guys know that singing currently is not my best forte, but I'm going to try and give you a clue. It, the, like, Okay, but you got to hear the like the chorus and the lyrics. It does sound very 2000. This should not have been the second single. Not. You coming off of what we just played, Make a Girl Feel Good, and this is what you're following it up with? And that, that chorus, like, don't nobody want to hear that? Low-key, just, that was a reminder of that song, that No Daddy record. And the first one that we played, Make Her Feel Good, she sounds grown. This one, No Daddy, she sounds like a kid. Right. She gave me, like, Willow Smith vibes and all that, so I don't know. Yeah, it just it, it it just was a mismatch. Um, shout out to Fahima in the chat. She says, did you see the Soul Train Awards? Kiki Palmer did a great job hosting. I mean, Kiki Palmer is a modern-day Renaissance woman. She can sing, act, dance, host, direct. You know, she's talented. I wouldn't expect anything less from her. So shout out to Miss Palmer. You know, she just keeps announcing more things, more things. We want her to have all good things right now. Um, Urban Spinster says, hmm, childhood trauma chorus. Indeed. Indeed. I just, that was not it. It just wasn't it, you know. And I feel like when Tierra Marie came back, what was it, maybe around... 2008, 2009-ish, she had a song called Sponsor. My sponsor, he go and bye-bye-bye. You know, this is before the City Girls. The beat was banging, and, you know, it just was the thing. But sometimes just, sometimes it just doesn't connect. It just, you might be a little head, ahead of the curve, maybe a little behind. Maybe your team isn't all the way right, but... um. I feel like there were some bangers out there, you know. Shout out to Miss Thomas. Um, so listen, before we get into that story, because, you know, it's fun, um, we have to send some love to Serena Williams. Yesterday, she tweeted out that, you know, she wasn't okay mentally, but there's always tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a better day. We know she just had her second daughter earlier this year and, you know, postpartum depression, not saying that that's what she's going through. You know, I just like to make sure I clarify with you guys. I don't want anything to be misconstrued. Um, I'll tell you when I'm like 
boiling tea on you. Um, but I just, I really think that, you know, Serena is one of our living icons, someone that for a lot of us, we have seen her move through these paces and take her journey. So I really hope that she's okay. She's missing the game. That's what you think it is? 100%. I wonder about that because, you know, um, her dis- her decision to retire didn't seem out of nowhere, but it did seem like she still had a passion burning. And I know she alluded to, well, maybe I'll come back. I think that that is a great point, Andy. You know, we talk about it with male athletes all the time. You know, what happens when they decide to retire or they're forced into retirement and there's a regimen that you keep up with when you're an athlete. There's a way that you work out, the way your day is structured. And you lose that when you, you know, are removed from the sport. So it's definitely an adjustment. I mean, you know, from a kid all the way into your adult life, you know, this is what you identify as. And, you know, like you said, you you, you walk away from it. Who am I? Right. Low key, I think um, I think it's the same thing with the Iman Shumper to a degree. I think him being retired potentially brought out the bad stuff. You know what I'm saying? And it kind of hindered their relationship. I don't know. I'm just speculating. No, 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 no. I know. I mean, I understand. Well, I mean, here's the thing that is true. I think um, it's something like 60% of professional athletes end up divorcing. I think something like three to five years. In addition to them going broke after, you know, maybe not so much anymore. But after they um, retire in a couple of years, they also generally, you know, end up out of their marriage relationship because when they got into it or when it started, they were on the road a lot. They were on a routine. Now you come home and you're faced with, is this the same person I know? Day in, day out, they don't have that routine. Gilbert Arenas mentioned on his podcast how the worst part of the day for him was between 11 a.m. and 2 o'clock. And do you know why that was? Why? That is when athletes go to practice. That is when basketball players generally have practice from. So at that time of day, he's used to, you know, being around the gym, being oh, in the gym, it, working it. out or whatever, and, you know, getting his workout on. So it becomes very apparent, he said to himself and some other athletes, when you get to that time of day and you're just like, what's up? <laughs> what's happening? So, I don't know. When we come forward, we're going to get into this reheated beef with Tierra Marie and Carrie Hilson, plus more trending topics and headlines. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. RSVP with Jill Monroe is your go-to show for staying in the know. More engaging conversation when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. You are locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So listen, you know, the R&B Money podcast features singer Tank and his manager and new artist, or not new artist, re-emerging artist, Jay Valentine. Shout out to them. That's family right there. Um, And on a recent episode, they featured Carrie Hilson on there. And, you know, Carrie has had an interesting career arc. Many say that, you know, leaving, not leaving, but 
making one choice on the red carpet kind of sent her career into a very different direction. If you don't remember, it was years ago. Carrie was at some event. I can't remember what it was. And I don't even remember what magazine it was. But whatever the magazine was, whoever she was interviewing with on the red carpet, they asked her... They asked her if she would take a photo with the magazine cover, the physical magazine, and, you know, give them a drop. Hey, it's Carrie Hilson. Shout out um, my magazine, whatever. And the magazine, the, that particular edition of it, had Beyonce on the cover. And for whatever reason, um, I don't know if it was just, you know, because sometimes artists are and celebrities in general are very particular about giving drops at events or things of that nature or taking a photo with your product or, you know, your brand or things of that nature. Because, I mean, they know their worth, <laughs> some you know, to a degree. They also may not know your worth. So they want to make sure if it looks as if they are endorsing something that it's something that they are familiar with, that they can stand on, that they don't mind. So there are times when maybe you might want to ask them to do a drop if you come across them and they'll tell you no, that they don't do that or that they won't take a photo with your T-shirt, right? Not a big deal, you know, happens. So she didn't do this, but we know that it went viral and it was said that she didn't do it because it was Beyonce and she had beef with Beyonce. And, you know, the beehive is vicious. The beehive does not play. And so I guess there was just a lot of negativity. This was during early Twitter, too, when Twitter was still the wild, wild west. Fun, but the wild, wild west. And so I think it just caused, you know, a shift maybe in her I think because of all the negativity that she was receiving and, you know, some other things. So she kind of took a pause from the performing aspect, was still a songwriter, was doing some acting. And so now she's back. Well, on this particular segment of the R&B Money podcast, they it's called I Ain't Saying No Names. And basically the guest of the day, whoever's in the hot seat, shares a story that happened to them at some point that is either funny, intriguing, um, shocking, but they don't say the names. So on this particular episode, Carrie shared a story about where she was performing and that there was another artist in the front row that was just on her phone being disrespectful, she felt. And then when she saw this particular artist backstage, that she was trying to be all, hey, girl, and it just didn't work. And, you know, they almost came to blows, blah, 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 blah. So um, here's a little snippet of Carrie talking about it. And then I will share with you how the Internet did its thug thizzle and almost got this beef kicked back off in 2023. Oh, yeah. Oh, the deep side. And took a sip of water, too. Mm hmm. All right. When you're a performer. Yes. You know, we know how important it is to give love to other performers. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially when you happen to be sitting on the front row at their show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. okay. I like yes. where it's going. Mind you, no one else. No one else was performing. 
Was anybody else performing that night? Do you know what night I'm even referring to yet? Okay, it's fine. Okay, All right, fine. Okay. Okay. New for him too. All right. All right. Yes. He was there. Okay, so um I remember just this I don't want to be here energy. Mm. I don't know why I'm here. She was with a gentleman. He was she was his guest. I know the guy very well. So she went on to explain that, you know, basically what I said when they met up backstage and that Tierra, because obviously we're talking about Tierra, Marie, um, didn't have good energy. And T- Carrie kind of said something to her. It was something about the phone. And Carrie came at her about her being on her phone. And Tierra said the Detroit almost came out, but she brained herself back in. Long story short, Tierra has also shared her version of the story many years ago. But you know how you internet detectives are. You are very, very crafty. And they put it together that Carrie's story was in fact the same story that Tierra had shared many years ago. And it kicked things off. Well, you know, Tierra has been keeping a little low profile as it, you know, seems as of late. So she left a comment on the blog, The Neighborhood Talk, and said, y'all, people got to leave me alone. I don't bother anybody. Just leave me the bleep alone. So now, Carrie, what's up? You want to fight or do you not want to fight? Because I'm going to whoop your butt when I see you. I'm sick of people bothering me. You had a whole different story when I was in your face. You're a liar. And she just didn't end it with, you're a liar, right? (laughs) So TT was heated. She was like, we could get this thing back started because supposedly, depending upon whose version of events you hear, um, Tierra, who at that time was young and feisty, did not do her young and feisty thing. She just kind of let it go. And, you know, that was that. But supposedly it was Carrie that approached her rudely. So I don't know. You know, it's a perspective thing. Sounds like it's a communication thing. It may have been a misunderstanding. Tierra said that although she was on her phone, she something happened. Her dog was sick and they were letting her know. And, you know, just basically, basically what sounds to be a misunderstanding. Well, Carrie came along and addressed it as well in the comments. She says, well, fellas, I guess the I ain't saying no name segment didn't work too well this time. Unfortunately, this did happen around 12 or 13 years ago. I never actually knew until I saw the previous post that you also told this story publicly. Listen, we were very young in our careers and I was remembering how I felt when it happened, but I don't feel a way about this situation now. She said, since then, we've run into each other, apologized, partied together and gotten past that. I'm responding to this because I don't want to allow anything to bring us back to a place we've long passed. And since it was a public story that got connected to you in public, it deserves a public apology. I'm sorry for telling the story, especially with the energy and hurtful words that I that I used. 
It was unnecessary because my feelings and energy at this point in the present moment are nothing but love. No ill will or vitriol towards you. It's an old story that I see now that we've both told. I hope you're doing well in this season and wishing you the best in life. Well, one thing is that when Carrie was telling the story, she said that the singer was irrelevant. So, you know, that's got to sting. And I'm sure that has some of the reason why Tierra responded as such, because, you know, she's probably feeling like, I'm just sitting at home minding my business. Why are you bringing me into this? But I do have to say much respect to Carrie with how she came back and addressed it and handled it. I'm sure that had to be a bit humbling for her to say that as well. Just, you know, she probably isn't in that space anymore and, you know, probably didn't want to deal with the negativity, but she addressed it as an adult, apologized for how it may have made Tierra feel. Didn't necessarily apologize for what she said, but she apologized for the energy that she used in saying it. So I think that's fair. And I think sometimes we just got to, you know, talk or own up and be honest. That hurt my feelings. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I was being funny. We could clear up a lot of stuff with that and keep it moving. Doesn't make anybody a sucker on any side of the equation. It just is life. Andy? Shouldn't she really be mad at, like, the fans for bringing her name up? I mean, Carrie Hilson didn't really say any names, right? She would just share the, share the story. And obviously, you know, those who consume, like you said, Twitter detectives, you know what I'm saying? They piece things together. And I'm sure they tagged her. They tagged Tierra Marie. So she be she should be mad at. You I know, think she's people. mad at because of. I mean, and Carrie alluded to it. How Carrie described the unknown singer and the things and words that she used to describe the situation in 2023 probably made Tierra feel like, are we still beefing? Are we beefing? Oh, okay. I'm running the fade when I see you. I got that. I got that for you. Hey, I mean, that's what it sounded like to me. I don't know if that is exactly what it was, but we don't have to worry about it anyway, because Carrie said, I'm going to be big and I'm going to squash it and we're going to let it go. And she's probably behind the scenes talking mess to Tank and Jay Valentine. Like, see, everybody else's eyes saying no names goes off with a hitch and we're just left with, hmm, I wonder what that was. And it's highly entertaining. Me is beef. Tierra Marie does come off like a high head, though. Um, I'm gonna first of all, November, December second. Shout out to TT. That is her birthday. She's a Sagittarius. It's coming up. All right. Full disclosure. Tierra was a friend of mine. Like we hung out. We were friends for a time period. That's my girl. Um, she was, and I think they both admitted that. You know, people have talked about coming across Carrie and maybe it not being such a great experience. They mistook or she was giving, I don't know, wasn't there. You know, they felt that she was not the nicest person. And Carrie has alluded to, you know, maybe at times she may not have been the nicest, you know. Everybody has a bad day. That's that's what I will say. And it's hard being a public figure sometimes and maybe you're dealing with other things of that nature. So I think to what Carrie said was actually on point. She said that 
you know, they were both young and, you know, now they're grown women. We know we're full of bravado at times. Now, Urban Spinster, she seemed to have checked this out, watched that episode of the R&B Money podcast. She said, Carrie was also very spicy on the podcast, which wasn't that long ago. It was just a couple of weeks ago when they did the episode. Well, when the episode aired or whatever. And this actual event that occurred happened, what did they say, 13 years ago. So probably in the 2010s when the No Boys Allowed era for Carrie, you know? I just think sometimes, too, as women, especially as women in entertainment, women in general, though, are taught to be competitive with each other in different ways. It's not as overt as, you know, men when they're playing a sport and it's supposed to be that way. Women compete in subtle ways and you know sometimes especially as an artist with certain setups um you know anything can go down Fahima in the chat says so you're saying Becky will want a divorce I can't remember I know what that topic was but I can't remember what that comment was in in reference to so it's my bad Fahima for waiting so long to getting to it but um you know 50, 60% of marriages end up in divorce currently. I mean, you know, most people I'm sure aren't married to get divorced, but the reality is a lot of them will. You just got to see what happens and make the most of the experience while we're there, right? When we come forward, more trending topics, more headlines. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. I think Montel Jordan produced this or wrote it. I think so. Shout out to Cisco. That is from Unleash the Dragon album. As I said, that was released in 1999 on November 29th. It was produced. Oh, today, November 30th. Okay, it was today. Okay. I knew it was close to here. All right. Not quite Michael Day, but close. Montel Jordan, I knew that I figured that that was his pen. And do you know who was the lead in this video? Because I remember that too. Some people say she looks, well, we look alike. He like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Lisa Ray. Lisa Ray was the lead in this video. Random, I know. I'm full of random facts. <laughs> just happens sometimes it's just like that I you know just pull those out there so listen we did talk a little bit earlier this week about T.I. Tiny and King the Harris family and um we talked about standing on business we know King said he was standing on business about how he grew up in the bando and he didn't have no silver spoon in his mouth it actually was a passy according to his parents but you know same thing um but that doesn't mean that ti is playing about him and his right so first he came for the internet the other day like y'all don't let this little family little tussle get y'all messed up i still about my kids my family my wife my people right we expect that. Well, we got some video earlier today about a club in Atlanta, right, that T.I. went to and went off on the club and the owner after they made a flyer. 
making fun of his situation with King. So what they did, uh, the club is called Eleven. And on the club, they have R&B Wednesdays. And on the flyer, they put a photo of T.I. and King. And it says, sing, sip, or get choked out this Wednesday. Well, Clifford Harris went up to the club. And he basically told them, you put me and mine on an MF flyer, give me everything. And if you can't, don't play with me. And so not only did this club, like, T.I. wasn't going to be there. Neither was King. They had no appearance. But, you know, people do that, put whomever on the flyer. Then they had to redo the flyer, right? And on the flyer was a more up-to-date photo of T.I. and King listed as special guest. And... I guess T.I. took all the money that the club made for the night, right? Standing on business. Listen, I know that people have their feelings about T.I. and Tiny as parents, as things like that. But, and this might be a little tricky, I like the way he handles his son. I know that is not the best, but obviously King is going through some things, you know, the way he's feeling, the way he's feeling about his parents. And I feel that T.I. still shows him, in my opinion, outside looking in, that he loves him as a man, as his son, but he is not going to allow him to, one, disrespect him or his mother, and two, you know, watch your conduct. Watch how you're out there. I did stuff so you don't have to. And, you know, at this end of the day, he still loves his child. Of course, I don't know what happens behind closed doors. But I just appreciate the way that he presents as a father. Not perfection, but real and in there. And I don't necessarily think that it is a bad thing. I know (laughs) what it is. Shout out to Forensic Accountant in the chat. He says, the first video I ever saw Lisa Ray play the lead in was with you by something for the people was that before or after toss it up by Tupac because um I thought that was the first video she ever did maybe that wasn't the first video you saw forensic accountant but I think I could be wrong but I believe toss it up was the first video Lisa Ray did so shout out to her if that was the case shout out to like I said unleash the dragon I feel like is an underrated album like there was some bangers on there you know it's just a sad thing that he made no money from the thong song because they messed up and didn't clear that sample can you imagine i can't even imagine i know he came out with a part two album but it just didn't happen and then you know drew hill has gone through their multitude of different formations i guess it's kind of like a new age temptations because the Temptations rotated a lot of, you know, members in and out as well. So I'm just glad that they still tour and perform, although I haven't seen Drew Hill perform in person quite some time, but I'm still going to hit the Tell Me Bop and the remix to In My Bed, one of my favorites, and I'm riding 
on the Unleash the Dragon Cisco album. Had some very nice songs on there. Song called How Can I Love You Tonight. The sequencing. You know, I always talk about sequencing on albums, right? The sequencing on that album is really great. Felt like you were going on an adventure. So that's what I have to say about that. So shout out T.I., shout out to King. Glad that they have resolved their issues and they're going standing on business. Forensic accountant says she was an accessory and toss it up. I mean, isn't that what everybody is when they're in a video, basically? Atmosphere? You know, that's what, um, when you're on set, that's what they call it. That's what they call the extras, atmosphere. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you got to start somewhere. I have been atmosphere in a couple of videos. Okay, gets it done. Did what it needed to do. So um, this next story, I know will make some people happy. Except like, yeah, she's finally admitting it. On the last episode of the most recent Kardashians, season finale Kim shared with her well it was during a conversation with Scott Disick Scott is celebrating his 40th birthday and you know they were talking about all the time they've spent together and so forth I believe there were 19 seasons of keeping up with the Kardashians I'm not sure if that number includes the spinoffs like Kim and Courtney take New York Chloe and Kim take no Chloe and Courtney take Miami and whatever the various versions of that, Chloe and Lamar and so forth. But 19 seasons, they're now on Hulu. And Kim basically said on the most recent episode that she and her family scammed the system to reach stardom, that they aren't supposed to be here. And I'm sure those words make a lot of her doubters detractors happy like yes she finally said it but I will subscribe that the level of stardom that Kim and her family have obtained had to be destiny I mean a lot of people have tried the blueprint and have gotten nowhere near the same amount of attention shout out to Anouk in the chat he said what's up what's up and Fania says King's behavior didn't happen overnight, and a parent can't wait until the child is 18 to address their bad behavior. I do agree with that, but I also think that sometimes kids are going to act out, right? Sometimes they are not going to just honor thy mother and father off rip. Sometimes they're going to venture off into other areas, things that are not the greatest place for them if they are trying to find themselves. And there are a myriad of reasons why someone could end up in that space. Now, me saying that doesn't mean that the child shouldn't be held accountable if there is bad behavior or that they shouldn't be reprimanded, you know, by off-color actions. But I do think that oftentimes, you know, there's a lot to parenting. I think we all know that. And that sometimes kids... You know, even if, and I'm not going to get into T.I. and Tiny's ultimate parenting thing, because I really don't know. You know, did he live with his grandmother most of the time? I mean, that probably tracks as they are performers. I know that 
when I was growing up, I went to school with a couple of children of entertainers and their parents were frequently out of town working, taking care of things. And they did spend a lot of time, some with, you know, um, hired caregivers, some with family. And it just, you know, it's a thing. It's life. Even the most perfect, seemingly kids get into it with their parents sometimes it's just the natural course of things now granted king is acting out but then you know where's major major's not doing all of that you know um that's a lot of you knows Uh, but i just think that overall we expect a lot of perfection and a lot of walking that proper line just because the parents or the family are financially established. And we know that that does a lot. It opens up a lot of opportunity. But we know, as with anything, there's pros and cons to anything. And though um, I'm not trying to excuse or exclude T.I. and Tiny from what is going on with King, but Fahima, you know, as an educator, Sometimes there's just moments where kids are going through some things or trying to figure something else out and they lash out and they act out. So I I definitely don't think that they wait just waited until he was 18. If you've ever seen any of their reality show, there were definitely moments where you could tell he was making a left turn or it was starting to go there and the parents were making an attempt or speaking on it. But Sometimes things are just in our own time. We can't, you know, just like you can't hurry love. You can't rush that either. So, you know, I think that ultimately they'll be okay. When we come forward, we'll get into more trending topics, more headlines. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Now back to more captivating conversation on RSVP with Jill Monroe. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So listen, that is not the only T.I. and Tiny story that I have for you. So in addition to that, I mean, y'all just won't let the Harris's rest this week. What is going on? So in addition to that, somebody started a rumor saying that Major, I mean, not Major, I'm sorry, King, wasn't even T.I.'s son to begin with. You know, you guys are wrong. I think that's a little far. That's mean. Don't play with children's paternity. So Tiny had to let y'all know that that was not cute, what you're putting out there. There's a gentleman. His name is Bimmy. He is somehow affiliated or related to Deb Antney, who is Waka Flocka Flame's mother. You know, she's a music manager, right? And I believe at one point in time, he was affiliated with or worked for Def Jam. At any rate, some people went and pulled up his photo and said that he was actually King's father. Tiny got on as she should 
and set the people straight. She put up something in her Instagram story to let y'all know, do not use me and my family in their name for clickbait. And I think that, like, that's too far, y'all. Y'all can't be, you know, you got jokes, you can things you can make, but uh, making jokes about a kid's paternity, that's a little mean, don't you think? It's a little rude. On the line, we have Fahima from D.C. You know, I love when Fahima calls in. She always gives us something to think about. Fahima, how are you tonight? Greetings, Jill. I was going to say what up, because <laughs> I know it means something else different. It we told you. We told We, we got to watch that. We got to watch that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I, did, I put in the disclaimer. So um, I know you're familiar with Jawanza Kanjufu's countering the conspiracy to destroy black boys. Mm-hmm. Okay. And for those people that are familiar, what Kanjufu said, and this is back in the 90s, he says that some parents will love their daughters. Right, I'm sorry, will prepare, report, re, prepare their daughters and love their sons. Yep. And, and if you look at the way that King was raised and the way their daughter was raised, and, and I had sent Annie an article, actually, T.I. really, truly did go with his daughter to the gynecologist. It would have been more appropriate for the mother to have done so if they were right. going to go to that level. And I, I personally, and he's 19 years old, technically an adult. Mm-hmm. And this is my and I have and I, I, I this is my professional opinion. Now, of course, it's kind of wrong because for me to uh, assess someone and not have done uh, a psychosocial evaluation. But I think that they damaged him, not beyond repair, because I think that with some therapy, he could get it together. But they they put boundaries and protections in place and they tried to make sure that their daughter was protected. And frankly, I think they damaged this son. So, you know, it's interesting. Let me tell you what's interesting about that. Right. And and I would like to ask you um, in what way you feel they damaged him. Like what actions do you feel contribute to this? But I will say you bring up because I have heard that phrase. um, What you love your sons and they raise their daughters. Right. Exactly. So here's the funny thing, though. Deja, who has. Obviously, she and Major, same dad, different moms, right? Mm -hmm. She acts out a little bit in a different type of way on social media as well. She's put out some posts that people consider concerning. She's had, you know, coded, but some things to say about her family life as Mm -hmm. well. So... I mean, do you think it was a simple thing of being an overprotective father or family unit for the daughter and not paying enough attention to the son? Or do you think that it was something else? I think exactly what I said. I think that they uh, put boundaries in place. And I think that he went too far. Maybe the mother should have done that, that he should not have been going to the GYN to see if her hymen was still intact. That was totally inappropriate. And she blocked him on social media after he shared that. And so the thing is, from what I understand, and I don't know, I'm not in their house, mm-hmm. but what I understand, he allowed his son to do all kind of stuff. And there were no boundaries in place. And, you know, and I think, I'm not saying that the kid is beyond redemption or anything. A 19-year-old shouldn't be, I'm staying on my business. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. And he wasn't functioning as a 19-year-old. I mean, you know, a lot of that definitely was, you know, I'm I'm my daddy's son. 
But I also have to wonder, though, remember King said, though, he didn't live with T.I. and Tiny. He said his grandmama raised him and that he was over in the bando and stuff. So then whose fault is it? I'm not. I'm I'm joking. I'm being facetious. I know. I'm just I'm just saying that. Well, I will say that because all parents, all parents do the best. They know how, no matter how traumatic and damaging and harmful it might be. You know, I'm not saying that they set out to, you know, uh, do anything bad to this kid. But to most parents do the best that they can, they can, you know, and I'm not sitting here judging. I'm just uh, it's just an observation. No, of course. That's what we do. That's what we're here for. Listen, when we come for more trending topics, more headlines coming up next hour, we also will have interviews with the cast of season three of Raising Canaan, the stars hit show. You were locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580.